What is up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Kev and Josh, except I think I'm pointing the wrong way. The Hounds won their season over 3 to nothing against Memphis, and they are not going to lose another game this year. But first, Josh. Ooh, yeah, it's back. It's been a, it's been a long offseason, baby. All right. Now, is that... Is that that's a victory victory beverage still? That is a victory oops, wrong way. Victory victory beverage. Um it's actually my very last one. I kept it in the fridge. <laughs> Come on, Victory. Get yeah, on it. Send up another case. Uh, <laughs> we need we need another case of uh of victory beverages for our, our victory beverage. Um so what what flavor is that? Is it is it any good? It's the classic easy drinking lager. It's it's pretty much just like perfect tailgating type of beer. Okay. Yeah. Josh, I can't help but notice that uh, you're wearing sunglasses inside. What's uh what's going on here? I have all the stuff on right now of our membership package for the Steel Army. So I have this year's scarf. Um see uh Steel Army mm-hmm. scarf nice. for the 2022 membership and then also these sunglasses which you can see Oop, there we go. Steel, Steel Army, Army on the side of them. Nice. Come in the membership package and yeah, and you also get a card and uh we'll have more announcements about what the card will give you this year. But uh Got some cool stuff lined up, especially with a bulldog. So, uh, yeah, so that's good. Fun stuff. Can you still uh, join online at steelarmy.com? You can. You can join on the website, or uh, we actually have All Hounds Eve coming up on Friday, the Friday before the home opener. So, Bulldog Pub, 7 p.m. and Morningside. Come hang out, get a membership package, have some beer before, you know. Going to the stadium tomorrow or the next day. And yeah, it's going to be a blast. Awesome. 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 Um, I am also wearing my hounds uniform after much debate last week in the poll that we put up where everyone said (laughs) that they would absolutely blame me if I wore it and they lost and then they didn't lose. Now I feel like I just have to wear it every day for the rest of the season. No, so you haven't taken it off since. That's, no, I've not taken it off since. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't I just, shower, you can't I, wash it. No, I shower with it on. That's how I get it clean. So I'm just going to do that all year. So Pro move right me, there. Pro <laughs> move, pro move. Yeah, I wash with Tide. So that's how I shower. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I'm just going to wear this all the time now. So um, yeah, guys, I, I, I was super excited after after the game and after like ruminating on everything that we saw in the game and just super excited to talk to you guys tonight. Um, Kev, I guess anything else going on before we like actually dive into stuff? I feel like Josh and I both had our moments to talk. Do you want to talk? You're just like shaking nah, your head and grimacing. Let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. All right. First of all, Josh, you were at Bulldog Pub. You you posted some videos. What you guys like took over the pub right? Like just people everywhere. It's it's so funny because like, it's not the best time to have a, you know, watch party, especially the first watch part of the year is during the same time as St. Patty's day celebrations in Pittsburgh. So like you walk in and first off, Jesse, the owner of Bulldog pub, he has like taken out all the tables because they're just going to be in the way. So like all the tables are gone and it's just straight up like a sea of green. So we get in there and like we were slowly trickling in and kind of like you could see like yellow and green, like and slowly <laughs> like pack the green into the back. And then like the yellow was in the front <laughs> of the, the pub until like it was half yellow, half green. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, yeah, he turned on all the TVs and 
it was, you know, since it was such a busy night, he didn't turn the sound on. So they had the jukebox going. But then it was obvious that the Steel Army took over the jukebox because every song that was being played was a song that was really a chant. Like <laughs> one of the chants that we had, just, you know, like. So, yeah. I thought you were going to say it was just Hasselhoff over and over again. I was going to say, no, no. Bulldog for having that on, on play. They didn't have the Hasselhoff version, <laughs> uh, but we did play the, the regular version. Uh, yeah. Hooked which was feeling. iffy. It, it came on, Hooked on Feeling came on. It's like. This is our victory song. Are we, we should be yeah. playing this so early, but you know, it ended up being okay. Yeah. Well, good. Good. You're good. Yeah. I'm glad to glad to hear things went well there. There was a another watch party at Mike's that the Hounds put on, um, which Danny Rivera was at. So that was interesting. Uh, word on the street is that what there were some visa issues that many couldn't travel with the team. So we'll see what that means. You know as the as the season continues to unfold i mean honestly that's probably the best thing to hear that it's just a visa issue yeah. because it's not like he's injured it's not like him and bob had some you know all throw out fight that you know they're now not talking or something like that it's just up oh, yeah, visa issues so he couldn't come so all in all good that it's just that yeah Although no if it's, if it's visa issues I assume that it's it's extends beyond not being able to travel with the team. I assume that means he, he couldn't even play if it was home. I assume so because yeah. I, I can't imagine what the difference is between right. playing here or a different state in America. Right. So it, yeah. yeah, and the fact that he's in the country means it's not like he can't get into the country. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it gets resolved. No, that was the one name that when they announced the team sheet, I was surprised wasn't in the starting 11, wasn't on the bench. So immediately thought, what the heck happened? And then you see him in the background of the picture at Mike's. And I was like, what is going on? And yeah, somebody said that it was a visa thing. So um, so glad to hear that it's just that. Guys, we we went to Memphis. Um, you know, Liz got the prediction right. Three nothing hounds. We got goals from Dane Kelly, his 100th in the USL. So kudos to him. Uh, Russell Cicerone, shocker, and Albert Dequa got the third. And so one of the things that, that I wanted to mention before we really get into it is I think in the past we've spent some time trying to do like deep dives on every one of these players at the Hound sign or that's in camp or whatever. And I think one of the things that we've learned over the past few years is that a lot of that is a bit futile because we'll get really excited about a player and then they'll never even make the bench. So I think what I was really excited to see was just sort of how this team lined up, how these players actually play when they get in. And I was not disappointed at all. So the Hounds rolled out what looked to be a 3-4-3 on paper. Based on average position, it was closer to a 3-1-4-2. So you had brand new keeper Chase Vosvik in goal, which we'll get to him in a second. Um, and then across the back, if you if you counted it as five, you basically had Robbie Dembrot. It's not Dembro, it's Dembrot. So we didn't do the whole like North Versailles or North Versailles. And, you know, <laughs> it's Robbie Dembrot. And then you had Jelani P Peters, Arturo Ordonez, Shane Wheat, and Alex Dixon. Then in the midfield, you had uh, Danny Griffin, Marky Barra, Kenny Forbes. And then up top, you had Russell Ciceroni and Dane Kelly. And so once things started to actually get into motion and you actually look at the average position. You had sort of the three center backs at the back. You had Danny Griffin as sort of your holding midfielder. And then you had uh, Dan Brat, um, Forbes, Ibarra, Dixon across the midfield. And then you had Ciceroni and Kelly up top. So guys, with that out of the way, let's get into takeaways. Um, 
I came in. Well, no, we're going to save that for a little bit. Josh, give me a takeaway. One second. I want to go back. One thing. Okay. I just found this out today and I thought it was really cool. So, you know, Dan Kelly, 100th goal, mm-hmm. uh, soccer goose, uh, the soccer goose on uh, Twitter. He was wondering how many players in North America have had a hundred goals or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gave out a list and one of the people on that list was uh, Paul child, 102 goals in NESL. So it's kind of cool that, you know, there's like only like five people on this list. So like, Dane Kelly's up there now, tied to the Hounds. Paul Child tied to the Hounds. So that's that's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool, yeah. So what Dane Kelly should just expect to have a stand named after him here after uh, after this season is that that's the rule, right? You break a hundred as a hound, you get a stand named after you. I mean, it would have to be some other section, but sure, right, that's yeah, all I mean, to the hounds, you know. Yeah, no, we I mean that's the, Paul Childs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that kids section that I don't think has an official name. That's all the way on the opposite side of the stadium, so they can't hear the Steel Army. Uh, which is- <laughs> Perfect planning, by the way. Well, that's, yeah. that's that's smart. <laughs> okay, one right. game, one game, one goal, and you get a you get a stand in after you. You got an takes. assist too. I mean, you know, it wasn't just a goal, so you know. Oh, that changes everything. Yeah, it does. duh. It does. All right, takeaways, takeaways. Yes. Uh, take can can I take the easy one first? As far as just the uh, the new kits that were surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- that's the first time seeing those ones. They haven't like teased those at all. Uh, white kids with the uh, yellow dots. I didn't I even mean, notice the like I, on on camera. I didn't even notice the dots until I saw pictures after the fact, and I went, "Oh, there's like polka dots on those. That's cool." A polka dot kit. Like we've never had some. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I'm not usually a fan of white kits with yellow uh, on them, just because it's like, well, like you said, you can't really tell, especially with the you you know the the quality of our video feeds. It's kind of like, yeah. eh, you can't really tell. But in person, I saw some close up shots of them, and they do look really nice. So. Yeah, the white with the gold shorts and the gold socks, I thought yeah. was just like, Mwah. like that was that was awesome. And I guess these are technically considered our away jerseys, maybe because. There is an event tomorrow where they mentioned unveiling an alternate kit. So there might be another one that's coming out that, uh, Josh, we might be relying on you guys to take some pictures and share and uh, and let us know what you see. For so, sure. Yeah, no, I thought the kits were great. Kev, give I us a... Go ahead. I didn't even notice the, the polka dots until you said it, and now I'm like zooming in on photo. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I liked the... Gen- yeah, of like the white, yellow, yellow. I thought that was a really cool look. Um, it's pretty neat. Um, well, what we were talking about before off air, how I'm supposed to be the one to bring everyone back down to earth, right? Is this, okay, is this well, uh, where I start? Okay, well then hold on. Maybe we should start at the top and then you can bring us back down. Okay, okay. don't start at the bottom and we work our way up. All right, so here's, here. okay. <laughs> A bunch of us have been chatting since the game and uh, basically what my stance is on this is uh, yes, we were playing against a 10-man team for two-thirds of the game. Yes, it was against a Memphis team that was pretty not great to begin with. But I feel like especially for the season opener, there were signs and there were things that we were seeing that were extremely encouraging in terms of our ball movement, in terms of our communication. It was the first game of the season. There's going to be things that we're going to have to fix. But in addition to watching how we played and how 
at times we were very aggressive. We were very straightforward. You could tell that the guys that had been here since last year already got it. And then you look at a number of the new guys and you consider how they're contributing. You know, you look at Marky Barra, you know, basically rookie right out of college, stepped right into that midfield, was making simple passes with Griffin and with Forbes and just moving the ball, making it look effortless. You had Chase Vosvik, who, you know, hey, welcome to the uh, USL. <laughs> In your very first game, you have to face a pen, which you save. You have Arturo Ordonez, who Steve had mentioned looked like the second coming of Joe Greenspan, and he wasn't wrong. Like, literally, you have yet another rookie who is your center center back that's running the show in the center of defense. And then on top of that, you know, you and you add in Dane Kelly, you add in what we already know from Cicerone and Dixon and all of the guys that then subbed in. This team is so deep. I thought that the players that came in off the bench, first of all, did extremely well, especially considering for many of them, it was their first game, right? This game alone had five rookies that had never played pro soccer before that Lily was giving minutes to. So that's huge. You had Ibarra, Ordonez, Vosvik, Dos Santos, and Sims. So good on Lily for making that happen. But then you have players that weren't even on the bench. We have Danny Rivera, who we just talked about, wasn't even on the bench. Luke Biasi, who is super highly rated. Jesse Williams, who is another center back. You had uh, Luis Argudo, who isn't, he's the, the Columbus guy who played in the MLS for however many years, who are working out a visa with. You have Wyatt Borso. This team is, is deep beyond deep in a way that I think Lily has always wanted. And the way that we controlled this game, yes, it was 10 men. I get it. But there were signs of maturity with this team that it wasn't even close with Memphis. And I think that Lily's going to have so many pieces that he can play with and plug and play. And you want to talk about bringing guys off the bench that can actually make a difference in the game and change the game. Literally, guys not even on the bench who would be starting for other USL teams. And so to see this team go out, first of all, scoring the way we scored, you know, I'm going to, you know, (laughs) I think we can easily (laughs) score 15 to 16 set piece goals this year. So like one every other game, when you have players like Kelly, Peters, Wheat, Ordonez, all of that height, all of that hops that can easily go up and get headers into the net or can deflect them like Kelly did for Cicerone, like just like sky's the limit here. Like I, I literally, I made the comment. And, you know, again, this is like full hype train. I made the comment that, like, I really want to sit and try to enjoy this season and next season with this team, because I think especially with some of these younger guys, they're not going to stick around beyond next season. Somebody else is going to pay them more money to go play somewhere else. This feels like the Rochester team that Lily took all the way to the finals and then they all sort of split up because everybody wanted a piece of them. And then Lily's been chasing that ever since. I think he's finally got it. So, Kev, <laughs> talk Josh. us down. This is good. This is good. Go to Josh. Uh, Josh, do you have any <laughs> reactions to I mean, just just the attacking power of this team is just ridiculous. And looking at the goals in this game, I mean, I will temper a little bit of what Mike is saying just because of the fact that a little bit, just a little bit, we were playing a man up during all these goals. So it is a little bit kind of like, uh, yeah, we're playing first off, we're playing Memphis and they're not exactly, a, you know, 
world-class team and they're playing a man down. So it, it is, you know, tempered here, but you can only play the team you have in front of you. And, you, you know, it's not like we didn't give them a chance to score. They had a couple of chances, some good chances, and they had a PK. So it's, it's, it's not all, you know, sunshine as far as the way this team looked defensively. There's a lot to be, you know, talked about here, but offensively, I mean, you can't really argue like three goals, even being a man up that that's fantastic. Different goal scorers, you know, Dan Kelly shining here though, like just showing how much of a presence he's going to be this year with hit, not only his goal, but the assist and just, man, that's, that's awesome. And on top of that, having still Cicerone and having people like Dixon who can come in and like, it's just Dequa. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think heading into the season, I think we were all sort of salivating a little bit um, that Kenny was going to have all of these players in front of him. That's still the case. But I mean, early on in this game, it was Dixon that was totally capitalizing on it. I mean, he was he was making dangerous runs. He was making crosses in the box. He almost got his own goal towards the end. Um, but to have Kelly and Ciceroni in front of him making runs and plays and you know, he got the assist on Kelly's goal. He got the assist on Dequa's goal, which the assist there, I mean, literally, if he played that ball in front of the defender, there was no way Dequa was going to get it. So he intentionally played it behind Dequa, knowing he would have to stop. And Dequa still buried it. I mean, how many times have we talked about Dequa, like, burying goals and looking like a world beater? He's coming off the bench. Like, I can't remember. What side of the Dequa fence were you on? Did you like him or not like him? It was you. Oh, he's the best. He's <laughs> He was the best. I can't even remember who we were comparing him to at this point. I never said I didn't like Dequa. I said that I just thought the other guy was better. And I can't remember who the other guy was. That's that's how the USL goes. Got so, Got yeah. So, Kev, we're, we're all aboard the hype train. Are you going to, like, jump on as the caboose is pulling out and we're going to, like, pull you in? Or you, uh... It was no, Mensa. look, okay, Thank okay. You, so, yes. so I, I don't really want to go into, like, a monologue. I don't think that's fun for anyone. Um, so I want to kind of, like, break this down into piecemeal and, like, have conversations around stuff. Um, I'll start... With, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, I didn't know what to expect with Jane Kelly, and I was extremely impressed. I thought he was everything I wanted like, out, of, out of out of a player like him. I think his his movement was great. His touch was great. You know, his he's clinical, you know, he, he gets his first, I, I think that was his first chance in the game, buries it. And not just buries it, but, you know, the, the touch he has to make to kind of uh, neutralize the defender and then go one-on-one with the keeper was great. Cicerone looked like he didn't have a game off. He looked fit. He looked hungry. Um, yeah, our attack looks really good. I'm very, you know, I'm very excited about that. Um, Dixon, I, 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 Dixon's great. I love him so much. I just feel, I feel like he's wasted at right wing back. I feel really, cause I, especially in this, in this system and in this formation, you really need your wing backs to be your width for the entire field like in attacking and defense. And so they just have to be doing shuttles, like just up and down, up and down, up and down and, and just give you width. And I just, I mean, Dixon's great at it. He has great pace. He, he has great delivery. I just, but at the same time, it's like, well, okay. Like you're getting really top heavy if you really want to like put him in a front three with, so I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I just feel bad because I feel like on some level he's being wasted because, and there were a few times where, um, 
we were trying to counter in transition and we really needed someone up there and he was just tired and he did shuttles back and there wasn't width and we had to hold it up and we lost it and blah, blah, blah. We, um, well, we had this conversation a little bit last year where it yeah. was, it was the same thing where it's like, clearly Dixon has a ton of talent and you saw towards the end of the game. I think it was when we brought Sims in um, Sims took his spot yeah. out wide. And so then they moved him more central and that was when he almost scored. Um, and again, we talked to him in the off season and we said, you know, you're the fastest player on the team. Right. And he said, no, he was the second fastest when he turned on the jets there at the end. I was oh, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're the fastest again, dude. Like yeah, he just, he just switched it on. But to your point, yeah. Like if, if you're going to use him in that way, he's, he's that utility player that like, yeah, you can play him up top, but like, you know, he can also yeah. distribute the way he was. So, yeah. And, and so I think that combined, I mean, maybe Rivera comes in and solves a lot of these issues, but I think, I, yeah, I, I, we, we might have some weakness on our wing backs. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, they get a chance after, um, I don't think it was on uh, Dan Brott's side, but I don't think Dixon was playing in that position either anymore. But I remember Memphis got a chance where like it, they were just kind of one-on-one with our wing back. I think it was like, Dos, was it Dos Santos? Was that his it name? It might've been, it, it the was towards guy. the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't want to, you know, like, yeah, I, I get his position that he's in, but it felt like the Memphis guy just kind of went one-on-one with him for like 20 seconds and just like held him off and just kind of dribbled through him and then just put a cross in and like they almost scored off of it. And it was just 20, like, 20 seconds later, he tried it again and Danny Griffin knocked him to the ground. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the difference. So yeah, like it's, so I, you know, I think, I think we, while, you know, three goals, it's great. We get the shutout. Um, I still think we, as to be expected and it sounds, but like we, I think we're still very raw. I think there's, oh, yeah. yeah, we, we were, it's almost like, it's like we just go like straight at, at like the opposition. Right. And then like, oh crap, if they just move like a little bit over, we're like, oh, we, we don't know what to do. <laughs> like, and they just kind of move around us or draw a foul. Memphis was really good about drawing fouls. And, and it just felt like me- this, this was Memphis also, to be fair. It's just like the entire time, the two teams were just like, their bodies were just running into each other and they were forgetting. They can just kind of put the foot on the ball and just move it to the side. And it was, so I, th- I think that, and like, just this is the last comment I'll make and I'll pause, but like, I like organizationally and I, and I, I expect this to be solved, you know, solved in training, but there are times when, you know, like when with our back three, they just weren't destroying. And like, you know, one of the midfielders would be under pressure and they'd look to, to kind of lay it back off to the center back. And it would just be a weird and like, they wouldn't read it and the ball would go off and then they would need another two seconds to get under control by then Memphis is pressing and then we just kick it up and, and, and waste possession. And so I think that there are things like that, that were just, so I'm, I'm taking that coupled with Memphis misses a pen. I mean, you know, our keeper saves a pen, which is, you know, important. They don't just miss it, but on another, you know, expected goals for pen, you know, you could say Memphis, you know, might have scored on the pen they have at least one more chance where it was kind of a, a good chance where they could have scored on another day you know it's three two even while being a man down so i you know i i think while we were the better team and i think we probably would have been a better team over the course of 90 minutes even if it was 11 on 11 um three nil it's that's the thing it doesn't flatter us but it kind of flatters us it's a weird thing to talk about but but yeah Okay, here's my thing. The whole, you know, you're right that there was a lot 
to be desired as far as the gelling. Like the team did not gel as good as it could. But the fact that we won 3-0 when we're not gelling all that great means the potential for this team, the 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 ceiling for this team is so much higher than anything we've seen probably in the modern era of the house. Like period. Like this is the potential for this team. If this is their 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 floor right now, the first game of the season not really gelling that well. There's there's issues and we win 3-0? Like, I don't know how you can be like, I don't know, we're not yeah, looking yeah. great. It's like, no, we're looking pretty darn good for the first game of the season, especially a Bob Lilly team that usually starts out a little bit slow. You know, it just it's just ridiculous, the talent that we have. And the fact that, like, when this team gets rolling, which we have a great ramp up for this season, like, the teams mm. we're playing first give us that opportunity to, you know, start gelling when we need to gel wow yeah i'm i'm super hyped for this year like this this game did have issues but there were issues that i felt like we have solutions for and we have a plan to to fix those like i gotta believe bob obviously saw all these things and like they're fixing these issues because they're not insurmountable issues they're things that we can fix we will fix and what this team could be this year it just blows my mind i think that's that right there is why i'm so excited about this team when you look at the stats of this game, especially the fact that, that they were down a man, like the stats on paper, it's like comparable, like in terms of shots and possessions and all of that. And so when you would look at that, you would go, ah, that's not great for the hounds. But the fact that it is literally the first game of the season, there were so many bright spots. And, and maybe this is, you know, maybe part of this is just sort of my own not knowing these new players well enough to be able to make a uh, a judgment on them prior to this game. But I think the eye test for a number of them, it blew me away. And so I just, I, Kev, you mentioned like, you know, when, when Revere comes in, where does Revere come in at? Like I, like do you take out, He's played in midfield. He's played out wide. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Damrock could come out because he just doesn't have experience. But like there's talk of him playing in midfield. I don't think Marky Barra did anything to warrant like going to the bench. You're you're go ahead. No, if if you feel differently, by all means. I well, and that's I think in this in 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 the way Bob wants to play with this. I, I don't think the midfielders can shine. So I, w- I want to lay that found, you know, groundwork before I say anything. Like, I don't, I think the midfielders have a good game when they don't get sent off and, you know, they, they break up a lot of play. And I think that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean, and, and this kind of goes for uh, Griffin as well. Yeah. I just, th- to me, they kind of just, the game passed them by a little bit. I thought we were, we, we never really got control in the midfield even when we were down 10 men. I mean, to, to, by the end of the match, we're, we're defending and putting 11 guys mm-hmm. behind the ball. And, you know, that's kind of like, all right. So, yeah. I, so, I don't know. I, Ibarra, while he didn't do anything bad, I, I, I just I wasn't like, okay. N- nothing really stood, stood out for me there. I mean, maybe Revere can come in there. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, I didn't see enough. I mean, Kelly Rosales came in at the end, but I mean, it was, it was a cameo and I couldn't really judge anything based off of that. But um, yeah. I, so yeah. And I agree. If this is our basement, great. I, you know, I, 
really good things to come. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's a three, you no know, win away from home. First game of the season. That's, this is all really good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like suggest that it's not, but yeah, there's, I think there's a lot to work on. And in some ways, I think it's, we won three nil, I think mainly just because we have really good guys who can put the ball in the back of the net. In spite of playing against Memphis, 10 men for, you know, what, 60 minutes. And I think, so that's kind of like, all right, well, on a, so that's, that's my only thing. And, and also, by the way, I, I think, I think Memphis could have went down to 10 men two minutes in. I think there was a challenge from their, yeah. from their like right back or whatever, who came in straight like, red. I call two it footed, yeah, two footed studs up well, in the air studs up. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's a red. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they, they kind of got away with one too, but um, I'm sure if it would have been like 30 minutes in or like, you know, yeah. second half, that might've been a red, but two minutes yeah. in, I'm sure the rest like, ah, I don't want to change the game now. Like right. so early, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of the raw resources there to have a really good team. I think we are deep. I really like the talent that Dane Kelly certainly didn't drop off at all. Neither did Dixon. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot there. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, Bob just needs to get them in shape. I mean, look, we, we've gone from, you know, basically each season we sort of judge starting 11, like who's your first one in. I feel like this season we're literally, we're not even going to be looking at the starting 11 each week. We're going to be looking at the bench and questioning, like, why was this person left off the bench? Because, like, we're just so deep that, like, what are you, what are you going to do? But I think that the 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 other thing that is interesting as well is that, Having this many players, it it very much makes me think of sort of these European teams that are dominant and you're built for multiple week or multiple games a week. You're built for, you know, U.S. Open Cup. You're built for all of these things because you don't need to play. You know, you're starting 11 every single game. You have guys that can step in and make a difference and, tr- and, and they're all battling. That's the other thing is that like, it's not a foregone conclusion that Marky Barra is going to start every week. You got to go into practice and prove it. Cause you got three guys behind you trying to take your spot. So <laughs> I will say, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't want to see five rookies playing every game like that. You know, I, I don't think we win the Eastern conference by having Marky Barra starting every game. I don't. I, I don't think we win the Easter. But, but uh, you know that could be hard. Maybe Ibarra goes on to be the next Funky Zeal or whatever. I mean it, that's that's possible. But I think especially some of the subs that came in, they they felt like okay, just fresh legs that just could yeah. run around and jam into people. <laughs> I guess. And which is fine. I'm all for jamming into people. <laughs> like that's no issue. But again, from a from a mental standpoint, you now have five guys that have never played in the USL before that got their first minutes. So those jitters are gone. You got in, you played. Now, I mean, the big test will be this weekend at Highmark. Like you're at home, you're playing in front of home fans and that'll be another test. But once you get past this game, they're no longer, I mean, they're still considered rookies, but they all have experience now. They're all in. So like kudos to Lily for, you know, understanding, yeah, we were up three nothing at that point, or maybe we were only up two nothing because Dequa was in for Kelly. But like, Get him in there, man, and and trust in them. And clearly, he trusts them. Otherwise, he wouldn't put them in. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's hold up. They, they played in a baseball stadium. It's barely like they played a soccer game. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if you can really count that. So maybe let's actually play feelings a... about, you know, Hartford coming up. So, well, yeah, Hartford are frauds. <laughs> we all know that. But yes, um, I, I do want to let's talk about the um, the foul that got the PK. Like watching at the bar, it's crazy. It's hectic. I could, we did have sound. So it's like, I definitely knew it wasn't a foul as far as like he slid in or anything like that. So they called it a handball. I tried watching the replay. I couldn't really see it. Did it look like a handball to you guys? Like, was there a good angle where they actually showed a handball? No, they basically what it looked like was Ordunez just sort of slid in to get the ball and he might've had his arm down. So when the ball came in, it like rolled off him and up his arm. And I think that's what the ref called. The player dove and rolled around like he got hurt. But clearly Ordonez got the worst of it because he got a spike to the head and his head was cut open and bleeding and he had to go get treated for it. So who knows? I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. it was it was inconclusive from, you know, my view looking through 20 drunken steel army members. So I couldn't really tell what was going on. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I I wasn't sure if it was actually uh, a foul or not. It looked pretty soft from, you know, where I was in. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to rewatch it now and catch. I think, yeah. I mean, and it, it's really hard to tell unless he was really explicit with his arm to keep the ball around him. Because the thing is, once the Memphis player goes over him, it's not really another Memphis player around. So it's not like there was another guy sitting there sniffing around who could pick up. So it's one of those things where, yeah, I thought he came in and made a great challenge. Um, yeah, and it's then unfortunate. Like, yeah, but and then you know, but good, good PK save. I mean, it was, I think it was a terrible pen, but it was a good, yeah. <laughs> good PK. Save. It absolutely was, but it was a good PK save. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and again, we got like, it with a trailing leg, though. Like it was definitely like it was even like we we dove, you know, yeah, the, the correct direction. Yeah. It was just fact that uh, Bosvik didn't dive too fast, <laughs> so yeah. his leg was still there, ready for the which whatever. I mean, that's yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how you save it, you save it. So yeah, of course. But I mean, you want to talk about experience again? Here you go. He's like, he's a rookie, very first game, saves a pen. Like, you want to talk about confidence and like what that's going to do for the rest of the season? Like, forget about it. So, one thing um, that that you know, I, for those who who sort of watch the games on TV, um, I tend to tweet live reactions, so they don't make any sense. Like five minutes after the events happened, (laughs) but there was a number of us that were sort of railing against the announcers. And for whatever reason, I completely just blocked out the fact that USL announcers are terrible. So I think it was about a third of the way through the second half that I just muted them. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. (laughs) They clearly were trying to be the 11th man for the team. Like, and like pointing out like, Oh, that's a deaf, that's a red card, right? I was like, I'm done. Like, we're not not muted. So, um, (laughs) I mean, they were Memphis announcers, right? Like, it's not that they were USL announcers, you know, power to Memphis though, you know, you know, because I, I wish we had Pittsburgh announcers. That's still something that I don't think we're going to have this year. I think we're going to have the, the stock USL announcers uh, doing our, our announcing. I mean, but look, these guys, even early on, they're like, Pittsburgh's a really good team. You know, they got knocked out in the playoffs last year by uh, COVID. COVID. Oh, <laughs> like, like, how do you not know? Like, you're, you're talking about two teams that you had to focus on one game, two teams. You didn't know that Pittsburgh didn't play their game. And that was a big deal. 
and just be like, oh, oh, oh. To be totally. fair, Memphis wow. has not faced us since 2019. Like, we've I not existed in Memphis's like, sphere. Do your homework, man. I agree. Dica, I agree. Dica, Dica I agree. wouldn't have made that happen. Geica like, wouldn't Dica have done that. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to our buddy, <laughs> Matt Geica. So, I think what we're going to do, and I was joking about this, but now I might legit actually do it. I'm going to start keeping track of how long I go in games before muting the announcers. And so whoever makes it like all the way through a game, they'll get a special shout out and like, we'll tweet out to them. Like, great job. You made, we made it through the whole game. Um, but I might like create a spreadsheet and we'll just see like who's actually the worst based on how long it takes to mute them. That's so Josh, funny. you weren't missing anything by not having audio in the pub. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. I, I'm, I'm fine not listening to the announcer, especially if they're, they're homers. So it's, it's fine. Yeah, it was, it was really, really bad. So, um, I mean, guys, like we could we could break down each one of these goals. We could really get into it. I, you know, I think that the I don't know. At least for me, part of what I liked about the goals is, in a lot of ways, they felt like not spectacular. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be doing them a little, but like I'm not it, well taken goals. It was kind of like it was like efficient rather than you know anything else and i love efficient goals right i love where it's just the product of we're better than you over 90 minutes and so any moment where you just have a lapse in confidence you know we don't and we just capitalize like ciceroni's go off the set piece it's just so nice like kelly gets the flick on and then you yes you you always have someone making a back post run ciceroni's right there and just taps it in and um, you know, the decoy one, just a great counter, you know, Dixon wins the ball, goes down and, uh, same thing with the other, I mean, I mean the first one, yeah, I was just like, what, the, what, I don't know what the Memphis players do. And he just boots it up <laughs> out of nowhere. and Dixon, you know, just takes it down and feeds it. So it, they just felt efficient and that was really nice. You know, who also likes efficient goals, Bob friggin' Lily, man. Like <laughs> he, he's, we've had this conversation. Like the the flashy, like one man show kind of goals are great, but you can't rely on them the yeah. way that you can rely on sort of team well worked efforts like we saw last night. And that's so, another. Cicerone hits the post right, but yeah. like from twenty two yards or something, and it was great. But like, yeah, you can't rely on. Yeah. Like, okay, guys, this, just keep it tight and Cicerone will get a 22-yarder. Like, no, like, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, it was a good guess. Yeah. So, so, Kev, I didn't I didn't hear a compelling argument for why we're going to lose sometime this season. So I'm, I'm just going to keep riding that <laughs> Why are we going to lose like, this? Some, I, I think I – think, Because soccer is soccer. Is that what you're going to say? Well, I mean, football, yeah, football obviously, yes. I mean, like any – word. What if what if probabilistically, Mike? What if we were the USL Championship Invincibles? <laughs> what if? What if? Let's not set the bar that high. What I if? I just want to win everything. I don't need to win every game. I just want to win. I'm not the saying trophy. we're going to win every game. I'm just saying we're not going to lose. I no. I think. I think. <laughs> I think this is the thing. I think we're what four, fourth, fifth year in the Lily, um, and we're no longer judging this team whether or not we'll make the playoffs we're, we're judging this team whether or not we can win a championship and so i think that's why it, that's the context of it yes when we go away to memphis who's down 10 men by 30 minutes okay but if you know if we 
if we go away to Louisville and they have a full 11, you know, is that performance enough to, to walk away with a win and like for us to, to have played better than Louisville? Arguably not. I mean, you know, so it's, I don't, I don't think it was the complete performance in that way. I think we have a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of work to do, but you know, I, I think for me, one of the best things is, I don't see how someone can have a better attack than us this season. <laughs> like I'm, I'm super happy about that. We said last week, we sort of went around and said, you know, what, what is the bar for happiness this season? And I think that I said, if we win the Eastern conference, honestly, and Kev, you know, we had this whole dialogue about like you go into games, just hoping you don't lose. Yeah. I'm just like, after seeing what I saw this week, I'm just excited for every friggin' game, man. Like, I'm yeah. just, I can't wait to see what the hell happens. Cause it's just like, it's gonna be crazy fun times, but like not, not I mean, hopefully not the whole like five, four games, but like, I'm, I'm into that. I'm all right. I mean, I, you know, it just, yeah. And you know, Liz, to your point, she just said, hot take first game of the year. Isn't perfect. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's, that exactly is why I'm so excited is because that game was not perfect. And there were still so many signs yeah. that I'm like hot friggin' dang. Like <laughs> if this team hasn't clicked yet, <laughs> whoo, look out. It, and like, not to mention like plenty of times in the past, we, we have see it time and time again, where a game you should win, you don't win. And like, this was a game we should win. And like, you know, being up a man against Hartford, it, it's a game we should win. And not only did we win, but we won 3-0. Hartford has still never scored Memphis. on the Riverhounds. Sorry, Hartford? My you're bad. jumping One. ahead. You're, you're really jumping excited ahead. about Look Hartford. The, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> Memphis has still never scored against the Riverhounds uh, in like, what is this now? 3.5 games. So, yeah. 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 Well, listen, that's that is what we think about this team. You guys obviously have your own thoughts. Let us know what you think. Um, We're happy to have the conversation. Um, Anything else about this game? Anything else about these players that you guys want to talk about before we sort of turn the page, put it behind us and start looking ahead to everything that's going to happen here this week? I mean, I, I would say near near perfect result. You know, and and solid performance, and I think that's that's great. It's an away game down in the books, and yeah, we move on to hopefully another another win. As uh, as Steve pointed out in the chat, uh, the Hounds were the only team to go away and get three points um, in addition to the shutout this weekend. So another little feather in our cap, um, which I don't know why we still use that phrase. Nobody puts feathers in hats anymore. We should start doing that. Idioms. They're everywhere. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Go. No. Is that an idiom? I don't even know. I think it's an idiom. I don't You're know. Right. Yeah. I just, now I just want to say it's an idiom, you idiot. Um, so next game, turning the page a little bit, is the Hounds home opener against Josh, your favorite, Hartford, Perhaps. Saturday at 7 p.m. Before that happens... We have All Hounds Eve. Josh, tell the fine people all about All Hounds Eve. Yeah, All Hounds Eve happening. So it's our new tradition. We're starting it. We're bringing this in. It's going to be always the day before, the night before the home opener. Uh, Get together, Steel Army, have a good time. Um, We're pairing that with our AGM this year. So 
people who come to it will also be able to sign up for memberships, get their membership packages. Uh, we'll have some announcements about what the season's going to look like as far as the Steel Army goes, things we're doing, uh, board positions, how that's shaken out. Um, we also have voting going on for two member representatives. So, yeah, come hang out. And uh, we'll have emails going out here soon about, you know, more details. But it's 7 p.m. at Bulldog's Pub, uh, Bulldog Pub. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as that goes. So that's um, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Saturday. And when do Saturday. the festivities start? 12 p.m. Early early start to the, the tailgating. We have a chili cook-off going on. I think we have four people signed up right now to make chili. So we have wow. four different chilies that are going to be going um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> uh so yeah starting at 12 p.m um trying to think if there's anything else as far as that goes we also have an announcement coming out as far as uh tifo painting so if you want to help us get our tifo ready for the home opener uh keep an eye out that should be coming out later on tonight uh and there's also any, any teases? I'm not asking for exactly what it is, but any little like hints that you could drop for, you're just saying like, no, you're giving no. us nothing. Thanks, There's, Josh. First roll of Tifa. You don't talk about Tifa. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't, you, you can't give away anything with Tifa. All right, fine. Um, and then uh, if you're a season ticket holder, I believe you should have an email uh, for a hounds event that is going to be tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night. Isn't it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. So Tuesday night, there's something going on at the stadium. Uh, I think they're going to announce the other jerseys and uh, mm -hmm. get talked to Bob, get talked to Tuffy and the players. That's always mm -hmm. a fun time. I'm telling you, you get in a circle with Tuffy and Bob, and <laughs> they they tell you everything. Like there's no filter. <laughs> yeah, I love talking to those guys. Any uh. Any guesses as to what we might see Jersey wise? We just talked about the fact we obviously have the the home uh, gold in black horizontal stripes. Mm -hmm. We've now seen the white with the polka dots as the away. I'm assuming it's the away. I don't think they would open the season with their like third special third kit. kit. Yeah. So wild guesses as to what we might see as a third kit. What if it was? What if it was this? What I'm like leaning back and I can't. What if it? What if it was the the <laughs> the, 70s the Steel inspired, Army uh, <laughs> 70s inspired gold circles? I'd be think, friggin' awesome. I think that was a 2020 membership scarf, maybe 2019. Yeah. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. That that would be wild though. Um, I I have heard that there's uh, also some keeper kits that uh will match the styles of like the polka dots and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of kits to be revealed yet. Um, I'm excited for that. And I'm just excited to just talk to these players. They're going to be there as well. So yeah. just kind of hanging out, talking with the players. Yeah. Um, also this is another announcement that is not on the agenda, but, uh, if everyone remembers Danny Earls, uh, Who? Danny Earls, the legend, <laughs> the, the legend. Enforcer. Yes. Yes. He, uh, just came out with a comic book. Uh, what? Yeah, he, he's an artist. Like, he, if you've seen his art, his art is fantastic. I knew he was an artist. I didn't know he had a comic book. Yeah, yeah. He's been working on this comic for like a like at least a year. I've, he's been posting like images of it on his Instagram for a while now. And it finally released. It's a, a Dublin imprint. I can't remember what they're called. I think it's called Rogue Comics. Um, and you can order it now on their website. Uh, shipping's a little expensive because, you know, it is coming 
from ways away. So I think I ended up paying like 18 bucks with shipping to uh, get the comic, but uh, I'm excited for it. I'm trying to remember. I don't think we ever had Danny on the show. That's a surprising. Yeah. I, I got insight because a while ago, uh, Riley, my wife's dad was doing like an interview podcast thing in Pittsburgh and he interviewed Danny Earls for like an hour. What? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he interviewed Danny Earls in like a studio and they just chatted about his like history and his upbringing and his art. And yeah. We gotta so, dig that up. Like, yeah. Uh, is yeah. it still online somewhere? We can we find it? It has to be. I mean, if it's not, I'll just like text him and be like, Hey, send me the MP3. <laughs> All right, Kevin, that's your homework. You have to get us a link to listen right. to the Danny Earls podcast. Because yeah, that'd be we will, uh, we'll, we'll tweet that out and we should try to get Danny on the show. That'd be, it'd yeah. be interesting to get his commentary on like what's going on with the hounds now that he's like somewhat <laughs> removed. And um, Josh, you guys have had him do like, didn't you commission some stuff with him? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I commissioned him to do some art that we're hanging up in our uh, hall stairway um, where it looks like family photos of comic book characters. So like they're not in their costumes. They're not like fighting crime. It's just like, Oh, just like a, Bruce Wayne with his family. Obviously, this is pre-Batman. Yes. Uh, Bruce as a kid. And you see Alfred in the background. And then we actually did one for Sandman. You, you have all the Sandman characters um, in like a library. Um, and then Umbrella Academy was the other one. Because we wanted to like, have this all like themed uh, wall going up the stairs of uh, family cool. photos. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, comics called Hellfire, by the way. Hellfire... Um, it's about a historical, uh, mansion that burnt down. And like, there's all these legends about like how the devil went there and like played a game of cards and he lost. And that's why it burnt. Like, yeah, it's, it's a really cool idea. So check it out. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Let's talk real quick guys. So, you know, we talked about the festivities leading up to the game. Hartford comes to town Saturday night, 7 PM. Hartford is not played yet. They got a buy in the first week. So their first game is going to be at Highmark Stadium during our second game. <laughs> is there is there any world? Uh, this feels very cocky. Is there any world in which Hartford this wins this game? I mean, of course there is. There's a there's obviously a world where this could happen. Like it, you never know. It's soccer. It's you know the 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 jitters and all that kind of stuff as far as playing at home and the, a lot of new players and just getting used to the field. Like there's a plenty of reasons why it could go badly, but I think we are in a great position and we should be confident. We should be cocky because we deserve it. Um, now the players should obviously, you know, put head down, get, get the job done, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Kev, what do you think? Yeah, same. I echo everything Josh said. Um, I will say, I mean, like, I think every year I, I have an inclination to say, <laughs> yeah, Hartford, Hartford suck. But um, what? I mean, like when, when they had Dixon, they, I think they beat us at least once, Dixon, if not twice. And then the next year we're like, oh, well, we took Dixon and now they're crap. And I, th- they, I think they still beat us at least once. And then they ended up, you know, what's, like in the playoffs, I forget what what position. So I think I, I have a I have a tendency to write them off, and they always surprise me a bit. But um, and and you know, to to try to I don't I don't know if I like my role going forward being the pessimistic <laughs> one always, but I'll, I'll keep you wearing don't have the to hat. Be. We can I'll all keep, be hype men. It's fine. I'll, I'll keep wearing the hat for this show, and I'll just say, I mean like you know, 
now Hartford have a chance to watch tape on us and, and we don't have any tape to watch on them. So, um, you know, that could be a little bit of a challenge, but, but no, I mean, yeah, there's no reason to not be confident. I mean, we, we played, we played well, um, you know, we're coming off a win morale's high, we're home. So yeah, I mean, should be good. I saw there's a, uh, there's a new game that's sort of like sweeping the internet. And basically what you do is you get a bunch of friends together and you make one person the pessimist and it's their job just to rail on a topic for like 45 minutes. And so you give them a topic and they just rail on that topic for 45 oh, minutes. Be very good with this. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Kev, you know, each, each week we'll be like, uh, you're the pessimist this week. And then like, they gotta right. be the argument for why the team's not going to do well. And Laura Allen just said, you mean was word or world? So, yeah, Wordle. I mean, that's that's kind of the way the world is, is you just rail about stupid things. Um, yeah. um, just a quick stat here. So we've played Hartford, let's see here, six, nine times, and we have won six of those, drawn twice, and Hartford has won once against hmm. us. So not too shabby, and I'm trying yeah. to think when they won against us, and that was like... I haven't seen when they won against us. When was that? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Hmm. Fake news didn't happen. Um, I'm. I guess gonna... I got that wrong. I, I for whatever reason, I I remember having a like a big win against them, but then I oh, also remember yeah. like yeah, like a draw or something. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I thought we was a we won five zero against them uh, yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm remembering. Let's do uh, let's do score predictions. I am going to say. Four one hounds. I think they come out and feed off the crowd and just go nuts. And uh, yeah, I'd love to say four nil. I want to say four nil, but I feel like we're going to get scored on eventually. We're not going to lose, but we're we're going to get scored on eventually. So, Kev, what do you what do you think? And you you look deep in thought, like like yeah, you run this uh, game yeah. through your mind, like it's FIFA. Like I think it's just... either I think it's either three two or two one. Um, I am not as convinced about our defense as maybe you are, Mike, but, um, but I, I feel confident we're going to score goals. So I'll say, yeah, I'll say three, two, Josh, I was going to say three, one. I think that's what I guessed for the Memphis game as well. Three, one. So I, I feel like I'm, I, I still, you know, don't believe in our defense all the way. And I, I think we're going to let in goals. But I also think we're going to score a lot of goals. So while I'm concerned about our defense, I'm confident about our offense to the point where I feel like that's going to offset it no matter what. I got this weird feeling that like no matter how good our offense is, like Lily's source of pride is going to be, did we get a clean sheet every week? So I feel like the offense, you know, there's a number of managers. I think Pep is famous for saying like, I'll get you to the final third and then like you figure it out from there. And so I think that it's a case where if we have the offense that they just go off, like, great. Lily's like, great. You guys did your job. You know, you went off super, but he's going to be very focused on sort of structuring the team to make sure that the other team doesn't score um, or it's a low scoring game. So, yeah. Whether or not that we have the players to execute on that, I think is, yeah, we'll see. I think we do. I think we do. We do. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well 
that's what we think about this game. Obviously, you guys let us know what you think about this game. The good times are really going to roll all week. We mentioned there's the special event tomorrow. If you are a season ticket holder, uh, make sure you get to uh, Highmark Stadium. Be there. Support the guys. Check out the new kits. Josh, I'm going to have you take a picture and send it to us, and then we can tweet it out um, and share it with sure. the world. So um, <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for the end of the evening. You'll be like, ah, I forgot. Sorry, Son of a... I'm sure somebody <laughs> else took a picture. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so that's going on tomorrow. You have All Hounds Eve on Friday. You got the tailgate on Saturday. We got the game on Saturday. It's going to be a crazy... You And, and look, you know, it, you have... Pittsburgh soccer now that's doing shows. You have Houndsy that's doing Houndsy dropped three shows last week. So like no shortage of Hounds content out there. Tons of awesome stuff going on. Like it's just enjoy the week, everybody. Cause it's going to be great. Um, Josh is going back into Joe cool mode. Was Joe cool in nineties reference? I feel like that was like a lot earlier than nineties, but I don't Wasn't know why I pulled camel? it. Camel like the, Joe Cool no. was the whoa, wait, wait, wait. Joe Cool was the Snoopy, camel, the peanuts. But Snoopy yeah. was also okay. Joe Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, that was a bad time. What are you talking about? Yeah, let's advertise cigarettes to kids. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> Laura Allen already called me out for uh for not keeping it PG. So yeah, apologies there. Um so yeah, awesome stuff. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you guys for joining as always weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer help us all keep doing what we're doing head over to bgn.fm and click the donate button to help us cover expenses and thank you for your support and uh thanks everybody as always we will talk to you very very soon cheers hartford or frauds